Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hello and welcome to the Women and Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Fran Brunel, and I'm the president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc., a company that specializes in mergers and acquisitions nationally within the manufacturing sectors. And I'm your host for today's show. Today, we welcome to the show Joanna Bellenberg, who is joining us all the way from Germany. Joanna is the Director of Marketing and Communications at Pacavi, which is an award-winning service provider with 100% dedication of its intralogistics and wearable expertise to pick by vision solutions. Pacavi's data glasses provide their customers with the efficient and error-free flow of goods through their warehouses. Joanna, welcome to the show. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So for those in our listening audience who may not be familiar with what Pick by Vision technology is, can you provide us, please, with an introduction to Picavi and explain how and why your products are used? Sure. Your description was actually pretty accurate in the beginning, but let me just elaborate a little bit more on that. So when we talk about pick by vision, or as some might say, vision picking, it's basically all about the smart glasses. So a lot of people might have heard of the Google glasses. There are also other manufacturers coming up with smart glasses, but we prefer Google glasses. I can go into that a little later in the discussion. Why? So you have to imagine a heads-up display, just like you would have in your car, that gives you direction on where to go. And we actually do the same thing in the logistics warehouse. So you wear the glasses, you have all the process-relevant information at a glance. So you always know where to go and what to pick without being disturbed. So you still see your forklift coming or you know where the high racks start and where it ends. So essentially, we guide the worker visually through the warehouse and enable him to reach a higher productivity. But also what is really important to us, since we are really human-centered in our approach, is that we maximize the ergonomics as well. Interesting. Is this a fairly new technology? When we talk about fairly, it's always a very personal interpretation of that word. So Picavi was founded in 2013 in Germany under a different name. But since 2015, so that's five years now, we've been on the market with our product. Today, we have over 80 very happy customers And in February 2019, we also founded Picavi Inc. in the U.S. So we are all about Europe, North America, and what else there will be to come. Wonderful. So in thinking about logistics within a warehouse, I have seen technologies that were basically robotics that are designed to assist people the way your product is. Can you talk to us about how a robot is different than a Picavi product, why your solutions are better? 
Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's a huge question. I can talk for hours to answer that, but I will try to keep it short. So first of all, you always have to see, or at least we see the human being as one of the success factors in logistics. So we have the intelligence, the flexibility, and also the cognitive abilities of a human being, which a robot is not really able to copy yet. When we talk about assisting systems or supporting systems, our solution, Pick by Vision, is of course one of them. But of course, as you said, those supporting robots are as well. Just to make it a little clear, we are not talking about fully automated dark warehouses where only robots do the work. But essentially, when you are thinking about a human-centered solution and product, it is always your goal to adapt the technology, the current technology you have at your fingers, to the worker's needs. So we could actually say that the supporting systems like robots would have great synergies with our solution in the smart classes because we essentially all want to support the human as best as possible. I would imagine that a complete robotic system might be cost prohibitive. Is that the case? Just a tiny little bit. (laughs) Okay. Since we talk about logistics and manufacturing, those industries are very price sensitive. So if we talk about fully automated and robotic scenarios, there are super high investments involved. And the disadvantage of those fully automated warehouses is, first of all, we touched that point, the cost. But also when we talk about the cognitive intelligence of the human being, the robot is not able to be that flexible. So for example, if you get a new product into your warehouse and it's crucial to pick it up from the side rather than the top, the human being will in the best case scenario, automatically do it that way because he's just intelligent like that and his ability to learn. In comparison to a robot, in the worst case, you have to buy a completely new robot because he's just not able to do this new movement or you have to reprogram it. And there's even more costs coming with this. So I think one example is, especially in the grocery industry, that they're having really big troubles to teach a robot how to pick up a banana without squishing it. And the human being, I think we all know how we have to pick up a banana without squishing it. That's very interesting. So I want to stay for a few moments, if you don't mind, on comparing a Picavi solution for a warehouse to other technologies that might be available and why someone should choose a Picavi product. I believe there's voice-activated products out there. Can you speak to that a little bit, how or why a Picavi product might be better? Yeah, sure. So I think for that question, I want to back up a little bit on why we started this company. We've always had a very strong logistics expertise. Our founder was always working in the area of logistics. And someday he was like, okay, there needs to be something more efficient and more supporting. 
So we looked at the different systems, like you said, pick by voice or pick by light, and they all have their advantages, which is great, but they also have their disadvantages. So we decided to take all the advantages with a pick by light, for example, it's the visual guidance because you always see those little lights and the advantages of the pick by voice system, which was the first system where the worker had both hands free and also a very flexible system. So we took those both advantages and put them into a new solution, which has great, great benefits we can talk about later. But the let me say, problem with the existing and older technologies such as pick by voice is that voice is very tiring. So if I would talk to you eight hours a day with the same melody in my voice, please correct, please confirm, you will get tired very quickly. There's actually studies that show that in the first two hours of your day, you're super productive But then the curve just drops dramatically because it's just very tiring. You have to concentrate all the time. So when we compare that to the vision system, which it says you're guided visually, which actually taps into the natural mechanism of humans processing data because 80% of the information we take in during the day, we process via the eye. So this is really a great synergy to support the worker in the daily work. Also with the voice, they also work with check digits. And what we've learned in the past is that people that work in the warehouse, they're very quick on memorizing those check digits. And so your verification factor gets lost because They confirm the check digits before they are actually at the storage location. And that's how mistakes happen. Interesting. Can you explain to our audience, so we've talked about the difference between a Bacavi visual-based product versus voice, robots, etc. Can you get into, I'd like you to discuss a little bit how your product works and the data that your customers can achieve and view through the use of your products? Basically, the smart glass is a front-end tool. So what we do is we implement the system and interface it with your WMS, WCS, whatever system the customer has in place. So this is actually one of the factors we need. We need a WMS, plus we need a Wi-Fi. And once we've implemented this, we design the screens of the smart glasses as intuitive as possible. Of course, every customer is different. Every process is designed differently, but we find a great standard in putting the information in a comprehensive and intuitive way onto the smart glass screen. So the user is not overwhelmed with information, but it's a step-by-step visual guidance through the process. It's actually a bi-directional communication. So we retrieve the information from the WMS and we directly send it back so that the information is always up to date in real time. So this is, if a worker is pulling a product off a shelf for shipping, 
it's automatically adjusting the inventory? Yes. So let me maybe give you a little bit more detail on the accessories that we use in our ecosystem. So, of course, we have the smart glass, but we also have a Bluetooth scanner. So it's either a ring scanner, which is super small, just like the name suggests, a ring scanner. But we also have a scanner that sits on the back of your hand and is connected via Bluetooth to the smart glasses. So as soon as we scan the product or the starch location, the user gets an immediate feedback if it's the correct location or product or if it's not. So if he's not scanning the correct product, he's not able to move along in the process any further. Of course, there is different scenarios like quantity corrections. When there's just not enough product in the storage location, we can also handle this. So he is not stuck there for hours until the product is refilled. But that's essentially the process. So he's guided through the location. He scans a product or a storage location. He gets immediate feedback, puts it in his tote or wagon, wherever the process is required. And then he moves on to the next location. And of course, when I say ecosystem, we have so many different features that we've developed throughout the years because we also want to optimize the process continuously. When we've talked about voice and the advantages, we took those and also incorporated them into the Pick by Vision solution. So the worker is actually able to talk to the glasses, which we call voice commands. In the scenario of a quantity correction, he doesn't have to push a complicated number of buttons like he would, for example, have to on a handheld, he just simply says quantity correction and the exception menu opens up in the glasses and he's able to input whatever the correction might be. The Picavi solution is really a combination of hardware and software. It's kind of like a multimodal approach. So we have different ways of talking to the glasses by pushing buttons on a Picavi power control, which we developed to ensure the battery survives at least one shift because we all know smart glasses and battery, or if we talk about our smartphones, we always wish they had more battery life. And with the Picavi power control, we ensure that. Plus we have five big buttons on there, which just gives the worker the freedom of choosing how he wants to interact with the glasses. So you can either push a button, you can use the touchpad on the glasses, but you can also talk to the glasses, which people really like to give them some sort of freedom. For some of our listeners, this sounds like it might be an incredibly expensive solution. And it sounds like it's designed for only those who have very large warehouses. So if you could speak into those subjects a little bit and in doing so, basically describe who your ideal customer is. So I totally understand your feeling that people might think it's crazy expensive since we're talking about high tech and new wearables, but it's actually not expensive. So it's very comparable to a pick by voice solution, which I think most of the people have an idea 
where the price range is. So we're not talking crazy investments like robotics, but rather than comfortable investments like we've known from the past with a pick-by-voice solution, for example. And then the ideal customer is basically anyone who has a warehouse and at least 10 workers that work in the warehouse. And we say 10 workers because we want to make sure that the customer has a realistic ROI. I mean, we could also program everything for one worker, but the ROI would not be justifiable. So 10 is the optimal number to start with. Just as I said, basically everybody that has a warehouse. So it doesn't matter if you're a 3PL, if you are in the automotive sector, or if you are in the farmer industry, it doesn't matter. Interesting. Okay. It's not just for giant companies with very large warehouses. So 10 is kind of the lower range of what you're dealing with. Joanna, I'm looking at your website. Now, as we introduced you when we started, we said that you're calling in from Germany today to join us and you've stated that you're a German-based company. I'd like you to speak a little bit into availability of Picavi's products within the United States because most of our listeners are there. And perhaps touch base, I'm seeing on your website that you have this year upcoming three major trade show events that are being held in the United States. Can you speak to that a bit? Yeah, sure. So, As I said in the beginning, we founded our company in Germany, but in 2019, we also started our subsidiary in Chicago. So we are very available for everybody who is in the United States or Canada or in Mexico even. We have our salespeople over, and so you wouldn't have to fly over to Germany to experience the product. That would be a little bit too far. And if you talk about the website, people can actually go check out the customer page and they will see that we have different US-based companies like Neovia Logistics, for example, one of the biggest repos. And they currently have the worldwide largest smart glass installation in a warehouse, which is 185 glasses, which is a great, great feedback for us. So if you want to know more about those customers, just visit the website and click on customers. We also have customers like Caterpillar on there. And so there's a lot happening over in the States with our sales team there. Wonderful. And what is the website? The website is just simply picavi.com. So that's P-I-C-A-V-I dot com for our listening audience. Yes, perfect. <laughs> What else would you want our audience to know about Pakavi, your products, your solutions? What else would you like to cover today? I think I want to circle back to the events you you asked about in the yes. previous question. So we all know those are crazy times, but we still signed up for some events, which is really nice. They switched everything to being digital. So people wouldn't have to travel anywhere. It's all digital. It's one of them is a big show, the EWTS, so the Enterprise Variable Technology Summit, which has a lot of great companies in their great technologies, not just for logistics, but just simply everything that has to do with wearables. 
you can explore there and they're doing a tremendous job to get in it to be digital. Then there is another event I'm not sure that will happen. It's the Transport Logistics in Miami. And there will be more events coming up also in a digital way. Feel free to sign up to those events and experience the product or just simply contact us and we'll have a private event. <laughs> so just for our listening audience, these events can be seen on the Pakavi website. If you go to the news tab there and you scroll down, there's events and what Joanna just described is on there. It's interesting how I think a lot of different trade shows, manufacturing associations are trying to navigate a switch from a live event to a digital event. It's a very interesting time that we live in. We all have to kind of live through it. We also, as a company, found new ways to, to work with the customers digitally. For example, we had projects that we started before Corona and then weren't able to roll them out or implement them because everything was locked down. So we used that time to come up with a solution where we can implement a project remotely. And what I mean by that is sitting here in Germany, getting everything ready, ship it over to a customer in the U.S., and then implement it from the computer in Germany all the way to the U.S., which is, I think, a great example how this crazy time might also bring a little positive developments into the world. Sure. Internationally, everyone has been, all business has been affected by this COVID pandemic. For also the benefit of our listening audience, I think everyone during this time struggles with marketing and communications as the director of such of an international corporation. Can you share any ideas with manufacturing company listeners who struggle with this? How has what you do in marketing and communications changed because of COVID? My department also is now completely digital. So what we did, we actually missed out on some major trade shows this year because everything was locked down. We were able to go to ProMet this year in March. It was kind of like the last trade show that was held before everything was locked down. So we came up with different solutions to keep in touch with people. So a lot of companies as well did webinars. We tried to get our customers or, for example, Google to join us for a webinar, to stay close to the customers. I think this is one of the most important things to keep in mind during those times that you can't just stop doing marketing because you can't go out and meet people, but rather than what kind of technology benefits do I have to even get closer to my customers and potential customers. And so we did a series of webinars which was a great way to keep in touch. But I think at that point, everybody is kind of tired of webinars because there were so many. And what I'm working on right now is I'm conducting little video interviews, just like we are doing for the podcast with customers to give people some insight into a project. So I've just worked on a video with a customer who's been our customer for five years. It's a German company, Klosterfrau. 
and they're in the pharma industry. What was really nice to just set up a call and to essentially just talk a little bit about the product and, of course, the project and how the customer sees the project as well as the benefits. And then we will be launching those in the next couple of weeks to also try to stay close to the potential customers and give them insights in what is happening. And as you said, also the digital events, there will be great opportunities to get in touch with us. And then, of course, we have video chats. Um, so if you're interested in the product, we can also set up a Teams meeting or whatever works for you. So I think that is the essential point I'm trying to say. Even more in times like these, you need to find ways to try to stay connected with your audience. Yeah, creative ways to remain connected. I would encourage our audience to go to your website and look at, Picavi is really doing a great job at putting the word out there. I see that you have a blog, there's downloads available, events, videos, webinar. You guys are really doing a lot to promote the company, the products, and basically educate people. So really fabulous job. I would encourage our listening audience to visit Picavi.com. Joanna, we are just about out of time. Before we close, I want to give you an opportunity to share with our audience the best way to reach out to you and Picavi if they'd like to learn more about your products and services. So you can either contact us via the homepage. There is a little contact form you could fill out. Or you just simply shoot me an email at jb at picavi.com and I will make sure to find the best representative for your requests or needs. Wonderful. We so very much appreciate you joining us today. This was a really great interview. I learned a lot. Very, very interesting and absolute delighted to have you with us today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure to talk with you about what's happening. (laughs) Great. Thanks, Joanna. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining the WAM podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.